0: Happy Tuesday!
1: Why, hello everyone! It is the 28th of August. My goodness, time keeps flying all over the place, doesn't it?
0: It does. I was like, I can't believe it's already podcast day. Again, yeah. That it's already been a week. That's That went really fast.
1: So, I mean, when a week goes fast, can you imagine? Yeah. And here we are almost in September, which means that we've got lots of exciting things coming up. Mm-hmm. September is a favorite month. Because it's a real God month, and we like that. So here we are, um, enjoying some lovely weather in Tulsa, and, um, still recovering from the tears that we shed, having to say goodbye to so many lovely people last week. Yeah. Um, but...
0: And in the weeks prior. And
1: in the white weeks prior. South
0: Africa, Cyprus. We did. America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots of tears. So, yes, um... We, uh, we've just heard from our wonderful audio editing team, and they have half of August Rush or T22 done as far as editing goes. So we're hoping to have good news next week about them being completed and up on the website, and if not, very shortly thereafter. That's amazing. Isn't it amazing?
0: It's very exciting. I yeah. can't
1: wait. I really can't.
0: Yeah, we've entered into warmer weather again here, so we're we're trying to do fall-like things in anticipation of fall. It's not coming as naturally with our temps. We're we're back at the nineties here. I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but yeah, little surprise, summer here at the the end of it is still summer. So we're acting like like there's something wrong. But we're not it actually is still summer.
1: We I should think. have seen it coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and it's true, because during August Rush, we had those lovely cooler temperatures Mm -hmm. where people were sitting outside and marveling, not only at the wonderful um, wind and and some rain, some clouds that came through, but the temperatures were very low. They are back up into their normal warmness, and so we are definitely having summer, which means shorts, and that's all good for us. Yes. Well, um, it's another week and another time of great joy as Papa continues to speak about things that we talked about in August, things that hopefully you'll get to hear next week. But one of the things that uh, has really come up is where each of us are discovering what our place is in um, a family or in a relationship or in the kingdom. And um, we know this is very precious to Papa's heart, and so we got to talk about that a little bit during August Rush in T22. And just want to review a little bit of that today because there are a couple of, of very amazing things Papa says. And that is simply that our place in any, uh, anywhere we are, whether it is uh, in our family or our uh, gathering of believers or whether it is in the kingdom itself, our place is always established by God, which means that he is the one that sees the seed. He's the one that that breathed upon us that seed of promise and all that we were created to be. And yes, we have choice. And when we choose and when others choose around us, Papa molds us into a person that is a reflection of that original DNA, that original seed. But knowing that it was God that breathed upon us, that, that that is such a mind-boggling thing, especially when we're looking at the people around us and we see everyone has a place in a family, but not everyone chooses to be in that family. Just as, as many are called, but few choose, we know that not everybody makes that choice. But if you do, you have that place firmly established in Papa, so it's our choice of covenant that that completes what God has spoken over us, and that we sometimes feel like that that's uh, something that is determined by how others treat us, but that's actually not the case. It's determined by how Papa speaks over us, and so if we believe what He says, then we're always standing on the rock of Christ. We're always in a firm foundation and we can't be moved because our call of God is irrevocable. What God says about us, what he said when he first saw us was something that cannot be taken from us, but it can be chosen and it can be declined. So when we say yes to it, we know that we have access to who we are in him. The one thing that um, that can... Be um, emotionally detrimental to our place in a family is when we uh, compare. And so if we look at others and uh, we know this, we've talked about this so many times, comparison leads to two things. Either uh, that we find ourselves lacking or we find ourselves superior, which is almost like a pride. And so shame dressed up in a tuxedo is not royalty, it's, it's just pride and, and it can easily, easily be taken out. And so wherever we go, whatever we do, we don't have to fear. We don't have to worry about what our place is. We don't have to fight to get something. God has already spoken over us who we are. And so our place is inside of us. Our place is who He says we are, and it's the breath, the Ruah, the spirit that He breathes upon us. That's who we are. So wherever we go, we take that with us, and it can't be taken from us. The last thing we want to do is compare ourselves to others and find that they got something we didn't or find that we got something they didn't because what does that do for us? It it, it takes us nowhere. It gives us, gives us something false. But if we can rest in who God says we are, then we're always royalty and royalty is love love that serves love that befriends love that sees the preciousness of family everywhere we go and love that is becoming more and more one with the god who is love and that is our place that is our covenant that is who we are
0: yeah we had a an immersion where the covenant was setting and uh Love and Foji had heard that covenant, and so that—that that was what we really just postured our hearts towards, um, purposed our hearts towards during those seven weeks, and it was—it was amazing because it was about where He placed us in each moment and experiencing the fullness of that setting. Um, so that being atmosphere, but. Um, Where we were in the atmosphere and in what he was doing and that kind of thing. And at the end, each person in immersion was given this beautiful place setting. And it really impacted me so much because I think when we grapple about what's our place or do we have a place, the question is really, what's my position? And that comes so much from the world, Mm. you know, and that's what things are about, whether it's a job or... um, and even a family or ministry or school are different things, it's, um, you know, what's the position that I have? And so it's so much more about what we do than who we are. And I think we've been learning here together, and, and when I say here, I'm including those listening. I know we've all been on this journey um, about that setting, you know, Um, where we're placed and how precious that is because he knows something we don't know and he he placed us where we are for a reason we can't yet see and we have a a sign a lot of our art (laughs) in our house is actually quotes Uh, first just because people give us those a lot because they know Uh, we love quotes but also um because I love words so much I love fonts and and just the way words look. So that's a lot of our art has words in it. All that to say, right, uh, when you come in our front door, we have a sign that says, when you have more than enough, don't build a higher fence. Build a longer table. And that's just really it about place, isn't it? It's about making sure there's room for everybody, not making sure our position is secure, but that we are so willing to sit anywhere at the table at any given time because there's a place setting there for us that we don't know who he has us to receive from or who he has us to give to and if we are saving our seat <laughs> you know whether that's at a table or in in our church pews or chairs or whatever that is we're missing an opportunity to be placed in that moment exactly where he has by trying to make sure we have our status or our position or our, you know, just where we sit, what we do kind of thing, instead of He trusts me so much with what He's given me, He could place me anywhere at this table, and I will thrive because of who I'm next to, who I get to receive from, and who I get to pour out to. And that's uh, something we've been seeing because we have quite a long table in our dining room and our dining room is not quite long <laughs> so it's an adventure when we have the table uh, it can go up to 12 but something we've noticed about it is though we can make it longer what we really want to do is make it wider as well because when it's long if um, say it's Shabbat and pause at one end of the table and toss at the other <laughs> shouting at each other by the end to to get to communicate. So we actually have a, a table coming in a couple of weeks that it's for outside, but it's a wide table so that we can all be closer to each other, though we actually can fit, like, more people at the table, um, 22, I think we can sit 22 people at this vast picnic table <laughs> that we're, we're getting, and so it's it's that. It's just a picture to us of having a place for anyone to come and that there would never be a you can't sit here because I sit here we'd always be willing to move and shift our place because we're so not concerned about position and I think it's just interesting this this has come up really on our hearts as we're about to enter into the fall feasts and the fall feasts are so much about that they're so much about the place you know so much about the setting and um, it invites us into a time where, um, you know, one of the things you hope for during the fall feast are unexpected guests. You know, just someone that you could say you didn't plan for, but yet Papa had you prepare for. So you you prepared, but you didn't plan. Because um, our plans are nowhere near his preparations that he does. And so that's so much of the fall feast and what those first ones are inviting us to and preparing us for it's all about his heart that he wants there to be a place for all he wants there to be a seat for each person that would come that he sends that we wouldn't ever send someone away because we didn't recognize that he had already prepared us for that person Um, and so we had a a dream that I I believe it was harp had it it's been several years now but it was all about that, a table, and uh, somebody coming, and um, the person was, his name is Reddy. So it was all about, were we ready? Did Would we willingly move so someone could have a spot? Would we even uh, stand up beside the table so that somebody could have a seat? And just thinking of, of all the tables throughout Scripture, and, and we've talked about that at an AR Um just going through the book of Luke. I don't remember if it was AR winter tea or what tea it was, actually so sorry about that. That's the, the fun of dealing with me. But um I it was we just kinda went through the book of Luke and just the different times that Jesus came to someone's table and what those tables looked like and what that meant to him and what that means for us. And so it's so much about what the fall feast or or like, and just had had it on our hearts to kind of review the fall feast and and kind of the essence of their meaning because they come to mean something to each of us. And um, I think celebrating the feast is so crucial in a world that is asking what their position is. You know, everything in the world right now, and we've been talking about it for a while, but it's about what our position is, our stance, our opinion, our position on this is my position on this on poverty or homelessness or um, politics or this party or that party and um, I thought it was interesting because we did just have um, kind of an an icon in government and in patriotism that passed away Uh, Senator John McCain and and I've watched people's comments and, and they've been really positive but i've noticed this thing everybody has to say i disagreed with him but he was a good man you know, so we have to know the position before we can just know that the people that interacted in him no matter what party what affiliation found him to be a good man and and a true patriot and that kind of thing but it had to be prefaced with i didn't agree with him on many things and that we just do that don't we just my position, you should first know my position on that or this, and now I can say something good. You know, that <laughs> we have to first make it known what we, where we stand. And so I think in a world like that where everything is about making sure you have a position on every topic that there is, that we're revealing place in the true way, that it's not about position, it's about come and eat come and drink. Those, those are words that Christ said, that our Jesus said during, um, the fall feast. Um, some of the most monumental things he said were during this time, during the feast. And he said, all who are thirsty, come and drink. All who are hungry, come and eat. I am the light of the world. I'll show you the way. And that's, that's really what we get to demonstrate through the fall feast to the world. It's not about um, being religious or making sure we say every prayer um, that could be said and and saying it accurately it's just about um, keeping an appointment with a God who keeps a place for us who never gives our place away no matter what no matter what we've done He always has a place in His heart for us He always has a place in His home for us And He's just asking us to have the same, that we would always have a place for Him. And if we always have a place for Him, we'll always have a place for people. We just will. And so, um, you know, the more we shine light and darkness, you know, even through something as simple as celebrating the feast, when we shine that light, um, we create a shadow beyond us that somebody out there that doesn't know sees and is like, what is this? And when they get to it they find it's not full of darkness, it's actually full of light and it reveals something about who God is, which is what why we're here. <laughs> really. And so um so we do have the feast coming and uh, and they're all just filling up September, which does make September so exciting because these aren't these aren't these big events that you have to do a bunch of work for their just invitations to enter into something he's already prepared. And it can be, it can be elaborate for sure, but it can be so simple. And so um, on September 9th, we have the feast beginning at sundown of Rosh Hashanah. And uh, so I just wanted to give a little, like a brief nutshell of each feast. And there's so much more, and we've, we share about them all the time as they come up, but this was just what kind of came to my heart for each one. So Rosh Hashanah uh, begins September 9th, and it goes through sundown of September 11th and uh, this, this year. And so it's the Jewish New Year. It's the birth of creation. So whereas in uh, the spring with um, the New Year that we have with Nisan, that was the birth of a people. So that was the birth of the Israelites as they came out of exile. But Rosh Hashanah is the birth of of creation. It's celebrating all that God created, um, everything that He formed and framed. And so um, it's also on the Hebrew calendar, it it starts a new year. So we will be going into the year 5779 with this Rosh Hashanah. And so um, it's just all about... It just... Uh, the shofars blow on Rosh Hashanah. That's one of the things you're invited to do. And we always try to do that in some form at shofars and trumpets, that kind of thing. But it's, so Shavuot, which was, is a summer feast. um, It's, there's a lot about the shofar and it's all about being awakened. And so there's part of that celebration where you stay up all night reading the Torah. But the truth is the Lord knows That we don't always stay diligent, we don't always stay awake. Sometimes we nod off in the garden. Even though we're with him, we nod off. And so the shofar is blown again at Rosh Hashanah. Just it's like a just in case you nod it off. I don't want you to miss this. And so he will do things during this time of year um to just kinda suspend us in a way in that awakening to just draw us right back into it so he you know he's not that callous god that people think he is well I blew the shofar back then you should have been listening he's like hey I'm gonna blow it again I don't want you to miss this and that's that's one of my favorite things I think is revealed through through that feast and so um there's can be lots of candle lighting and things like that during Rosh Hashanah at different times of the day but um, where Shavuot just implored us to wake up, um, I think Rosh Hashanah says, stay awake, stay with me, stay alert, stay diligent, and not because there's all these shoes that are going to drop that you need to watch for, but I'm about to do something amazing, and I don't want you to miss it. And um, and so we're being invited in the new year to join with all he has planned, all he's apportioned for this time. He's like, I want you to be aware enough to not miss it. I want you to join it. I want you to be part of it. I want you to be unified with what I'm doing. And so, um, we certainly don't want to be startled, you know, <laughs> when you get startled awake and, uh, you just have a whole different mindset. You have a whole different, you know, your adrenaline's pumping and you're you're just trying to get where you were supposed to be at a certain time and that's not what this is it's about drawing us into something um that we're going to linger in and and be part of with him so um that's that's just kind of rosh hashanah and uh there's lots of different ways to celebrate it and um you might be somewhere where you're not part of a community just yet but um, just even in your own heart, you can, one of the things we do is uh, we collect our stones. and uh, this goes into Hebrew culture uh, for sure. So we're just joining something that that had already been prepared for us to experience. but um, they would throw their stones into the river and it represented their sins from that year and then being uh, removed as far as the east is from the west. And so for us, we kind of we make them our testimony rocks. So we're sending our testimonies out. Um, so just really uh, declaring what we've overcome, like what we were able to let go of and take hold of in the past year. But you can do that, you know, if you have a pond or a river near you or... Honestly, a bathtub, <laughs> that's what you have. Just whatever would make it meaningful to represent. You know you walked quite a journey in the past year, and you're just celebrating that He was with you in that journey and all that you overcame, and because of that, all that you got to take hold of and all that's that's new with Him that you're experiencing. So, And then there's this amazing 10-day period between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and it's um, the days of awe. And so um, it's ten days, which is significant because ten is the number of completion. And, uh, you know, we have ten fingers and ten toes because that's what ten means. And so, uh, yes, Paul was just looking. He has nine and three quarters, but that's okay. You started with ten.
1: That's right. I (laughs) was born with
0: ten. Yes. So, but we you know, that, that's why that is significant. It's just, he sows those numbers and those meanings into everything. So, um, so one of the things that happens during the days of awe is, you know, and it's coming right as fall is starting. And I find fall, Is the time where you know our summers are very busy. You know, for a lot of people, summer is like a real respite. You know, but for us, they're quite intense and busy. So we come into fall and we're like, okay, deep breath. You know, we get we're going to enter into this season of rest. And fall is pretty busy too. Um, And so we make a real choice for that rest um, during fall. And so I think it's interesting that these feasts come right when a lot is happening. School is starting you know, there's just a lot of new things that happen or things that are re, um, reigniting as fall comes and as the feasts come. And so there's a lot to compete for our attention right when He's inviting us to complete something so we can start fresh, you know, with the new year. So one of the parts of the Days of Awe is it's these days of... Absolutely understanding who he is to you, like who he is to you, who he's been to you, how who you know him to be, that just kind of leads to these times of worship, um a time of just incredible worship that enables you to let go of all that hinders you in your relationship with him, so that there's just this fullness of awe, and then that um that leads up to Yom Kippur which is also known as the Day of Atonement. And in, in history, this is when Aaron would um, take the blood of animals and sprinkle it for the atonement of Israel and their sins over that you know that season. And, and for us it's just such a picture of the priesthood that we are. Like we get to do that not just one day of the year, but every day when the Lord highlights someone that needs forgiveness including ourselves. Sometimes it's us. (laughs) Fine. Most often it seems like it's me (laughs) with me. I need to just return, but, but we get the opportunity to do that every day. And I think something I see so significant about Yom Kippur, um, you know, we read in Genesis that, um, like Adam was going to subdue the earth. Man was asked to subdue the earth. And we, 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 read that as take control or um have power over um but we have such a different picture from jesus of how he subdued the earth and it's our same invitation because to subdue means to walk with to understand to um, develop compassion for in order to see redeem redemption come and so that to me that's so much what That Day of Atonement represents, it's like, I actually have compassion for all these things that are outside of His plan. I have compassion for the people who have chosen Him. And so I'm going to continue in the priesthood and release that forgiveness so that redemption is really a choice now. Um, It still is a choice. You know, people have the choice, but... I can release what he puts in my heart, like what he shows me he's feeling. It's to me that Yom Kippur is about saying, God, I know how you feel. Like, I don't mean that in like, God, I commiserate with you. This is really bad. It's like, I know how you feel about this person or this circumstance. And over these past days that I've been with you, I feel the same. What do you want to do? And then making that choice, choosing to do what's in his heart, whatever that is, to see the redemption come. And that's what I love so much about Yom Kippur. Uh, We let go of ourselves and we truly can pray for the world with his heart. Not just according to his heart, but with his heart because we're with him. And then that leads to Sukkot, which is amazing uh, because it's all about the wedding feast. So though Yom Kippur does, it is a fast day, Sukkot is all about feasting. <laughs> and, But it, it's more than that. It's more than just what can we eat <laughs> for the next eight days. It's about having a full table to welcome people so they know they have a setting. They know have a, a place where their life matters, where their heart matters, where their story matters, and a, a place where we actually hear those stories. Uh, even if we've heard the story a hundred times or we're hearing it for the first time that we put that much um, just face and focus <laughs> and heart towards another person that will hear that story, whether it's somebody that came, they were an unexpected guest. We didn't know they'd be at our table when we first said it. Um, and we get to hear their story for the first time. And maybe it is, it's a part of the story we've never heard before we don't know how we feel about it we've never experienced it or encountered it and we get to right in that moment or it's somebody's story who we're hearing and and maybe we know they haven't healed of something or they're struggling with the same thing but we get to hear it new at that moment and see what we actually have uh, to put in their place to set on their plate that maybe they can taste of this time and it changes everything you know from one end of the spectrum to the other. And um, so it's all about resting. It's a, not about what we're building, but about who we dwell with. And we can get so caught up in what we're building, and that's where position can come from uh, to be so important to us, but it's about where we dwell and who we dwell with, and that, that's absolutely Him and each other, because we're not fully with Him if we're not with each other not really. And so, um, and it's just, you know, just that picture that Abraham really walked out for us where he was, he was called to a place that would later be received as inheritance and as promise. And he went to it without knowing, and he was actually a foreigner in that land. And he willingly went as the, the person who was foreign to the land. He went in like a stranger so that it could be occupied. And so when people come to our table, sometimes that's how they feel. I'm just here because I knew I had to come. And that's enough. And they get to become part of the inheritance. They don't even know they've come for inheritance. They just know they've come. And when they're welcomed, they begin to see inheritance for the very first time. And uh, the shadow that they've been seeing because we keep celebrating becomes a reality becomes a place full of light for them where they can see the fullness of what he has for them. So that's that's kind of what uh, one of the many things sukot means for us. So
1: all these amazing things we get to look forward to? Yes. Just in the next few days and weeks.
0: Yes. Very very quickly coming. So we're so grateful to get to share with you. And again, we always thank you guys for your comments and encouragements to us related to the podcast. It really is a special thing for us to do. And and uh, he's talking to us lots about the podcast coming and, and different things about that. So thank you for being with us. Always a joy, everybody. We love you so much.
1: Talk to you soon.